Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Mark Cantu, and he is the director of the upcoming Wolf Hollow indie film, which is I'm super excited about. And uh, he also, if you remember him, he was on my show before. This is the second appearance. He was here for uh, Massacre Academy the first time around, which was another hit that he had uh, that he directed. So, hey, Mark, how have you been? How you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you on. As we mentioned, I have a little ear thing going on with, uh, hopefully it's not near infection, but uh, yeah, I'm doing really good other than that. Uh, you know, just keeping busy. <laughs> Yeah, no, same here. Like I said, we we were just like I was telling you before, I think you caught us at the right time just to have a, a an interview just because we're coming through with the campaign right now. Everything's going so well with that. We're absolutely rocking with Wolf Hollow. So it's, yeah. it's great to be back under fantastic circumstances. So that's exciting. That's exciting. I can't wait to see uh, this movie. It's, it's definitely going to be it's definitely uh, going to be a good one, especially with you as the director, because I heard so many good things about you. And obviously, as a <laughs> friend of mine, I know they're all true. Yeah, no pressure, right? No pressure. No at all, pressure. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the first question um it's kind of a refresher for everybody watching it, whether they saw your first interview or not. Um, so kind of tell us, how did you get your start into filmmaking? Uh, so filmmaking, just the long and short of it, uh, I spent a lot of years uh, with my older brother uh, in our backyard during Christmas breaks and, and Thanksgiving breaks, um, just doing a lot of like handheld VHS movies when we were kids. Um, I was usually the recipient of a lot of the damage, which was like, you know, being thrown in front of cars and, you know, head my head put in uh, cardboard boxes with ketchup on it and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so I was always coming at it from the acting standpoint. Um, but now, like I said, I've, I've kind of grown into to directing and being the one that calls the shots and being the one in charge. And it takes you a while to get there, but but I'm totally at at ease with with that being my uh, my position now. I feel like I'm a real leader at this point in my career. So that's awesome. It's really cool. And I mean, yeah. like like I said, I saw Massacre Academy, great great film. Um, I do want to purchase the DVD off you guys then at some point or another. Uh, obviously, we'll follow those going. Um, I don't think i donated to the campaign yet i know i want to donate I, I might you? i How might have. actually wait i might have i'm actually i did i did donate i, did, I did, donate. did thank you so much no, yes okay. i did no, donate I did actually, there's so many yeah there's so many campaigns one. going on I've, i'm losing track with friends <laughs> i'm donating to yeah I, i'm pretty sure yeah. I, I got the uh the blu-ray and uh and credit shout out um if i'm not mistaken yeah. no i think you were one of the first ones to be honest with yeah. you so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I, I was thinking to myself, did I do it? I'm like, I, I think I did. I think I did. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm really <laughs> excited to see this movie. Like, I seen like the props of the wolf and everything like that. It's really gonna. It really looks legit. Like, really cool. Um. So yeah, for people wondering, what is Wolf Hollow about? Can you like kind of tell us about this? Absolutely. So, so Wolf Hollow is uh, the long and short of it is it's it's about a group of filmmakers that go out on a location mm -hmm. scout. And they wind up kind of stumbling across a den full of werewolves. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got, like I said, quite a few people coming back from Massacre Academy. Like I said, some of the, the, the bigger actors, like I said, uh, Jess Euler, Christina Krakowski, Brian Saponis. Um, they're definitely filling in some of the, the major roles there. But um, I think one of the things that I'm most excited about with, with Wolf is getting to work with new talent here in the Pittsburgh area that no one's ever seen on, on the big screen before. Um, but yeah, this is definitely, like I said, it's, it's definitely a more personal film this time uh, mm -hmm. for me. Like I said, Massacre was definitely, like I said, shaking off the rust. 
Uh, but this is, like I said, this one hits a bit more closely. Uh, it, it, it's closer to home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it has to do with brothers and families and things like that. So like I said, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Nice, nice. So, I mean, you get the classics like The Wolfman and then you get like Amer- An American Werewolf in London. So how does this werewolf film kind of differ, differ from the other ones that are out there? Um, well, first and foremost, I think one of the, the, the main lessons that I learned on, on Massacre Academy, especially watching it with an audience, is how helpful laughs can be to, to kind of help offset tension, to kind of help the roller coaster ride. So first and foremost, even though we're, we're in firm werewolf territory, we're, we're trying to be as funny as possible. So like I said, so there's a lot of laughs that are built into the movie already. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it is also a movie, um, like I said, we take inspiration from like American Werewolf and, you know, the, the howling, um, even Silver Bullet. So we've got some, some, some genre nods there. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, the one thing that I always try to lean on is my personal experience in my life. Um, so it really is at the end of the day, it's about brothers and family and, you know, just trying to settle old grievances and differences and things like that. So nice. Nice. So how are you, uh, getting, making this werewolf? How is he coming to life? Like what, uh, what can, like, is there any prosthetics, like costume, what are we doing to make this werewolf come? Yeah. So, so we've actually got our, our large, uh, the, the final alpha wolf that we've, we've got. Um, is actually being worked on in California or Arizona. I can't remember exactly. We've got several states that we're we're working with, but we've got the main alpha wolf being, um, being suited up for, for one of our actors. Um, But then beyond that, we've also got some of the silicone masks that we've already got uh, here on hand. And those are going to be some of the ones that our actors are wearing. So that way they're able to move around. They can actually articulate. Um, and then other than that, we've also got some basic, some very small basic prosthetics mm-hmm. where the directive that we've kind of given to our makeup people is I want to be able to see the actors. I want them to be able to act through these things. So it's a combination. I think there's about, if I'm breaking the script down, there's probably about three or four different levels of the transformation okay. uh, for each wolf that we, we kind of showcase. So like I said, so a lot of different, it's all hands on deck at that point, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. So nice, nice. So I guess what, do you consider being the biggest challenge or obstacle in getting this film made? Um, I'd say the wolves, uh, I, I, hands down. It has to be the wolves. Cause if you're talking about, you know, getting name actors and everything else and, and working logistics out, like that kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but a werewolf movie lives and dies by the werewolf. Like that's, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't cheat that. Right. So to me, it's it's one of those things where you've got to get that absolutely correct. And I think it's also the performances that kind of go behind that, because um, I'm, I'm trying to treat these not just as creatures, but as characters. Each mm-hmm. each wolf is a little bit different than the others. You know, so like I said, so you want to get those things right. Um, but to me, honestly, like I said, it lives and breathes it, like it's like going into the to, to go see Alien and they totally whiff on the alien. And you're like, well, that sucked. You know, you, yeah. you, you, ha- you go into Wolf Hollow, you're expecting good werewolves, you know, so you have to, yeah. it's kind of in the name. So we have to nail that. And to me, yeah. like I said, it's, it's, it's lighting it the right way. It's putting on just the right amount of ickiness and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then finding the right tone for growls and things like that. So it's yeah. going to be a, like, it's a full process all the way through the end to the edit. So, right. So we have a, uh... I know there's some pretty uh, big actors, uh, celebrities involved in this film. So can you tell us who they are? 
Uh, yeah. So, so now we've actually got uh, John Fiore, Hannah Fearman, uh, Felissa Rose, mm-hmm. and the beautiful Lynn Lowry uh, coming on board. Um, we're in process. Like I said, we're, we're still looking to see if we've got some room for one, maybe one more horror icon. Mm-hmm. Um, but those talks are always ongoing. We're still trying to yeah. figure some of those logistics out. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, those four, like I said, are definitely um, the, the, the legends that are coming on board for us. And, and we're so grateful to have them on already. Yeah. Um, to be able to announce them, to have them as part of the Indiegogo campaign. Um, so to me, it's just unbelievable. Like it makes my job so much easier mm-hmm. to have that level of talent where you're just like, okay, great. I just have to turn the camera on and just point it at you and, and we're good to go. So, right. but, uh, but yeah, they all bring so much experience to it. Like I said, it's, I'm, I'm beyond grateful at this point. That's awesome. It's really exciting. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Felicia Rose was in Massacre Academy, so to have her return on top of, uh, 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 you know, other stars that weren't involved with Massacre Academy to come on board your project, it's it must be like a dream come true. It must be a surreal feeling. Yeah, and I, and I think it's, it's one of the nice things about, I think we were, our entire team was was pretty smart about kind of riding that wave of goodwill with, with Massacre is that We've been winning you know, quite a few awards with it. Like I said, there's a lot of good buzz out there. There's a lot of good reviews. And so it's that whole you know, proverbial you know, strike while the iron's hot. And right. people kind of look at Massacre and they know what we can do now. And mm-hmm. so I, I think even at some of the cons, um, I think Felissa had some other horror actors go, hey, you know, yeah, I heard you were in Massacre. Mm-hmm. And you know, those talks, you know, that, that good experience kind of gets put out into the universe. Yeah. And it just, like I said, it kind of starts to come back to you eventually. And like I said, we're, we're so grateful to, to have that experience. Right. I, um, I mean, I look at the movie poster and I don't think I could see anything on the movie poster because it's full of award, award titles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is that we, we actually like, we did do like a fake, like a mock-up poster. I think we posted it on Facebook or something, but yeah. we literally just put all of the awards and like laurels. And so even Carney's face is just kind of like about to hear, like you can barely see his face. <laughs> That's so, what I'm referring to. I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it, it's definitely like it's one of those like when you put put your balls on the table and be like, "That's what we did." I, I don't know what else to tell you. This this is what we're made of. So hey, that that's yeah, good though. Yeah. That's a good sign because that that means that shows yeah. that you've got all these awards. And I mean, Massacre Academy, you know, it doesn't deserve you know it deserves that much recognition it got. It doesn't deserve any less of the awards it won because it really is that good of a film. And uh, I mean, it was just great all around, you know, from the acting to everything, you know, to everything, the cinematography and everything in between. It was, it was good. Um, It was great actually. Yeah. And I mean, if that's a sign of anything to come, we'll follow with something to, uh, you know, um, to definitely uh, be looking forward to. And for those that, want to see Wolf Hollow and know what Mark can do with Massacre Academy. You can donate to their Indiegogo. So I guess the first thing is, and we kind of touched the nail on it. Like why should people trust you with this movie and with their funds? Because if you think about it, funds don't come easy nowadays with this crazy new world we're living in. And, you know, and you know, the bad eggs that ruin, you know, uh, some Indiegogo campaigns and everything. So why should people trust their money with you? Um, so first and foremost, I mean, one of the things that we, we preach consistently is, is transparency. And it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I've even said it on, the, on the, the campaign for Indiegogo is if you have questions before you donate, reach out to us first. Like don't, don't just kind of give us your money you know, willy nilly. Go ahead and ask any questions you have, like I said. And we've even had some instances where some people have actually reached out and we've sent them the pitch deck. Now, the pitch deck is not something typically sent out to you know, Joe Blow off the street. Mm-hmm. That's something that usually goes out to investors and, you know, uh, and distributors. Mm-hmm. 
And in this situation, it's been one thing where I've gone, you know what, I want you to see exactly what we're up to. I want you to see what we're planning on. And so it's been a nice experience to go into that and have people go, oh, oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, great. Fantastic. Then I completely 100% believe in that. Um, and then we've also got the experience. Like I said, we, we, we know how to navigate. One, we know how to navigate a film set um, mm-hmm. and the writing process and the creative process. Um, but at the end of the day, you also have to learn that, I mean, obviously it's a business. You have to learn that side of it as well. Um, and that can be tricky. And like I said, and I've been through it five or six times, luckily enough at this point. Um, so I kind of know what the expectations are. I know what the deliverables are that need to go into things. Um, so you're building your project from day one to meet that goal. Um, so like I said, so it's definitely, there's always a plan in place. There's always something very structured. Um, but at the end of the day, you also have to deliver for an audience and let it be a fun movie. And so that's, that's kind of what we're aiming for. Yeah, exactly. And for everybody to know this, I guess to put it maybe nicely, um, I'm kind of cheap with my money <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm very selective with what I do with my money. Um, but, uh, the fact that I donated to your campaign shows that I can, that I trust you. And I know Mark from personal experience, like I've dealt with him before I've interviewed him before and we became good friends. So I can say that if I could donate my money to this campaign, anybody can donate, but if you can't afford it, then it doesn't hurt to just share it because, um, yeah. a share costs nothing and a share can go a long way. Your one share can get him five new donations from people on your list that might want to exactly. be able to this project. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's one of those things where I've learned to be extraordinarily grateful for anybody. So whether it's $5, whether it's mm-hmm. 3000, whatever the case is, yeah. anything that comes through is, is remarkable and it's fantastic. Right. So like I said, so yeah. it's, it's something that doesn't go unregistered and like, it doesn't mm-hmm. fly under the radar. Like I said, for right. me, it's, it's, you're, you're helping us make our movie. Um, yeah. and you know, yeah, I get to put my, my work out there, but at the same time, it's a complete team effort across the board mm-hmm. and you're showcasing talent from, from Pittsburgh and all around the country, basically at this mm-hmm. point. So like, yeah, it's, and, it's a win for everybody. Yeah. $5 can be the, the, you know, the difference between not having enough blood and having enough blood, you know, exactly. it, it, yeah. it really could. So $5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it can, it can help out in the dire circumstances. You're like, you know what? Yeah. Figure something out and, you know, mm-hmm. that $5 can go a long way. So absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. So if somebody wants to go to your Indiegogo, first of all, where can they find your Indiegogo? How can they come across it and what perks can they expect to see on there? So if you go to Indiegogo, if you just type in Wolf Hollow um, or if you actually go onto the main page for, for Indiegogo and it's under the film uh, kind of subheading, if you click on that, it's actually one of the, the trending campaigns. Um, some of the perks that we have, like I said, you get to spend a day on set with us. Uh, you've actually got autographed storyboards, autographed copies of the script. Um, we've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, um, we've got DVDs, we've got Blu-rays as well. So there's a whole bunch of different packages that we've, we've got across the board there. And that was definitely something that we, we listened to from other people who had had experience with Indiegogo campaigns, which was, you want to have a diversity, diversity in your, your, uh, your perks. And not just have like really high dollar value things. Like I said, something that people can afford and just buy it, you know, one disc and those things continue to add up. So like I said, so, so even if it's just one small perk, we're eternally grateful for those things. 
Right. And I mean, some people don't have a Blu-ray player. They might just have a DVD player or some people might right. have a Blu-ray player but, and that plays DVDs like I do, but they might not be able to afford, say, the Blu-ray. So maybe they would want just the DVD and they could play that. So like having those differences where you have a DVD and a Blu-ray where you have like not, you know, Blu-rays are more popular than the DVDs, but somebody might only can afford the DVD, you know what I mean? But they right. might have a Blu-ray player. So like you have those those differences and those like, you know, they're basically the same thing, but they're, you know, they're different at the same time and they satisfy different different audiences, you know, which is kind of a good yeah. thing. It caters to all all uh, all of your demographics, it covers everything. Well, and one of the other things too that we, we've been very cognizant of is we try to listen to everybody that that's mm-hmm. kind of chiming in on the campaign. So even though the campaign has started, We've had some people reach out to us directly and go, hey, it'd be interesting if maybe you guys had this perk or you had that perk. And we go, you know what? That's actually a great idea. We didn't even think about that. And mm-hmm. we went, we've gone ahead and added those perks. And lo and behold, yeah. we've sold five of those. You know, So it's, nice. it's thinking outside the box and, and listening yeah. to your audience and listening to your contributors and, and giving them what, exactly what they want out of that experience. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, anything like that, it can really come in, you know, can come in handy. And when you listen to your audience is those are the people that are going to be technically donating their money. They're the ones that are making, that are going to get you yeah. your funding. So if they're like, Hey, can we, maybe this would work. I would like this. You put it on there. Now you sold that, but you not, might not have just sold it to them. You could have, like you said, you could have sold it five times. So right. the fact that you listen to your audience is a good thing. Is a really good thing. Yeah. And again, like I said, and that's that's one of the things that my experience as a filmmaker has taught me is mm-hmm. I can go in with a plan and I can say, I think this is what's going to work for us. But at the end of the day, your audience is going to tell you yeah, just as much. And they're going to tell you mm-hmm. that's working for me. That's not working for me, whether mm-hmm. that's an Indiegogo campaign or whether that's your movie. So like I said, yeah. you always have to just be aware and sensitive to those things. Yeah, a good, a good example of that is John Carpenter's Halloween 3. He went in wanting to do something totally different than the Michael Myers thing. And the audience told him this yeah. idea sucks. And guess what they did? They brought back Michael Not Myers. Right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that, that is the idea of your audience tells you what they want to see. You don't tell them what they want to see. And that's, that's what makes a good filmmaker from a bad filmmaker. And you obviously know what you're doing because you're listening to your audience. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, um, you we're going to talk a little bit about Massacre Academy. Um, obviously, that was released. Um, where can people go to see this film if they would like to buy a copy of the DVD or Blu-ray, or can or can they see it? Where can they get this this movie? Yeah. So so right now we've actually we we haven't signed any sort of distribution deals yet, but we are selling private copies of it. Um, so if you reach out to Xander Goldman on Facebook on Instagram, um, you find Xander Goldman. He's our producer he'll be able to actually get copies out to you. Like I said, so he's, okay. he's taking purchases directly for those for right now. Um, we're still in the process. Like I said, we've got about two or three different distributors that we've been talking to. Um, and it just comes down to the, the amount of the deal, the length of the deal. Um, so those things are always ongoing, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So like I said, if anybody's interested now, before we do like a, a, a massive push across the entire country, um, you can buy it privately from Xander Goldman, like I said, on Facebook or Instagram. So Awesome. And uh, so I guess um, if somebody wants to make a movie, like kind of like you're like you're doing, um, what advice can you give to them filmmakers on how to get their start into into making into becoming a filmmaker? Um, just pick up your camera and go. Don't don't <laughs> worry about anything else. You're 
it's going to sound kind of harsh. And sometimes, you know, I, 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 you kind of have to embrace that, but you're going to make a lot of crap first and mm-hmm. you have to get through all that to get it out of your system. Everybody has to go through it. You've got to figure yourself out. And if you're yeah. lucky enough to be at that point where you've already figured yourself out, fantastic. Um, and at that point, even if you don't have the, the money for it, even if you don't yeah. Yeah. just go and make something, because I, I, I ran into that you know, back in Texas, I ran into it here, is you would find guys that would say, well, I'm not going to make this movie unless I have $3 million. And I'm like, you're not going to get that. I'm like, you have to be able to show a producer or an investor what you're capable of. And you don't get that experience unless you go out in the trenches and you just start chipping away. And that's all you can do. Sometimes I've even done projects and, you know, my wife has gotten upset with me where I've done projects for $100, $200. And it's been two or three days worth of shooting. And, you know, I have to edit the whole thing. But those things are going to give you that experience no matter what. And it's, that's invaluable. And so now at this point in my career, I don't necessarily have to do those things. Um, if it excites me, then I go and I, I do those. Um, but you always want to, like I said, you always want to work on your craft. You always want to hone it. And sometimes you're going to have the money for it. Sometimes you're not just keep on going anyway. Yeah. And then eventually, like I said, once you have those reels to back yourself up and say, here's what I've learned and here's what I know how to do. And here's how I, I can bring things in on schedule and under budget. Then at that point, you can start talking about larger amounts of money. But until then, just go off and make your movie. Doesn't matter if it's a passion project. They're all passion projects for me. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I can say from personal experience, I recommend and I should have taken Debbie Sue Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 5's advice on this. She told me when we were making our first feature to do a short film first and then go into a feature. And I ended yeah. up doing the opposite and went full feature first and then short film and Salin yeah, was yeah. born and it kind of sucked. And uh, so but like Mark was saying, your first project, you're going to have to get through that sucky thing. We like, you know, yeah. sound sucked. 72 dozen that's our next full feature and that's actually a lot better so yeah. you, you're gonna you don't if you have a movie that you made and it sucks so bad don't be disappointed in how bad it turned out be happy and yeah. proud of what you accomplished because not everybody can say they made a movie well and i and i will say this and, and this is a, a lesson that i've learned mm-hmm. and i learned it on massacre and i've learned it on, on wolf as well is i don't i don't waste anything and when I say that, what I'm talking about is I've got ideas that came from scripts that I wrote when I was back in college. Mm-hmm. And one of those main ideas was, was kind of the inspiration for Massacre. And that's and I've, I've kind of talked about it before, but the nugget of one of those ideas was the inspiration for Massacre. Mm-hmm. And then even that original script that I, that I kind of tossed in a, in a drawer and just never went back to, even one of those characters is now in Wolf Hollow. And it's one of the funniest characters that I've ever written it's but again you you learn your lessons and you go you know what mm-hmm. maybe not that entire story was great but that one character that was a really good idea so I'm going to pluck that out and I'm going to use it in this instead mm-hmm. um so you, you you find those things and, and that's part of your creative journey that's exactly what happens for all of us yeah um so maybe the entire six months you write a screenplay you maybe take forward one or two different ideas out of that and that's literally all you have you know going forward so. Absolutely. And also note that, yeah. you know, not all of your projects, maybe none of your projects are going to be a hit. I mean, 
you, you might have a villain that might uh that you think oh this would be a really cool cult following like an art the clown or whatever and it's like it does right. it, sometimes it just doesn't catch on but that doesn't mean stop you know dreaming and stop creating because you never know it takes one movie to turn your life around one movie yeah and I, yeah I can tell, and yeah you're gonna have those ideas and i think the the best advice i can ever give any other filmmaker is just be honest with yourself like mm-hmm. don't don't blow smoke up your own ass and don't let don't surround yourself with people that are going to um tell you exactly what you want to hear but also don't surround yourself with people who are just going to tear you down for the hell of it mm-hmm. surround yourself with people who are going to be honest with you and they love you and care about you but they also want to give you honest feedback right. and i've got a partner in in, in brian saponis who's you know the, the, one of the leads in massacre and i've carried him forward into to wolf hollow one, because he's a great friend. Like, I just love being around him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I know for a fact that I can turn around to him on the day that we're shooting or in the edit, and I can just look at him and go, what do you think? And he, can, and he will legitimately say, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not working for me. And I would rather be around that because it's about the creative process. And, and like I said, you have to surround yourself with the right people yeah. And it takes years to figure that out, you know? Yeah, leave but the ego at the door. You have to do that. Yeah. Yep. And you, you have to be honest with yourself. And that takes yeah. you coming to coming to Jesus, basically. That's, that's kind of what it is, where it's like, yeah. am I just BSing myself? Or am I trying to, am I only being selective about the stuff that I want to hear? And to me, I'm like, I would rather have constructive feedback 10 times out of 10, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So before we yeah. get into the last question, I do want to give a shout out to Noelle Berger as uh stocking <laughs> Wolf Hollow campaign to be the first donator. Good job, Noelle. <laughs> great, Thank you, Noelle. Yeah. Noelle's amazing. She's absolutely yeah. amazing. So. She really is. She really is. Um, so the last question I have for you, uh, actually, I uh, missed this question. Um, this was uh, sneaking right before the last question. It was, it's only like a couple words and I somehow missed it. Um, so when can people expect Wolf Hollow to be released and when can, uh, does it start filming? So we start shooting uh, June and July of this year. Um, we're going to try and be pretty quick about our turnaround, but there's a lot of layered audio and sound effects and things like that that we have to kind of go through especially on a werewolf movie so it'll probably take us a little bit longer so like with uh for instance with massacre we finished filming in february and we had our premiere end of july so Mm -hmm. it was a a pretty fast turnaround for us Mm -hmm. um so we'll probably try to do the same with wolf um so if we finish in july that'll hopefully put us around december january or something like that when we actually have a, a final screening and a premiere so Awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens with that. But yeah, that's kind of the, the general time frame we're going for. Perfect. Perfect. So last question, really all about you. Um, If you have any other projects that you want last to promote. Question. Any... What? <laughs> I no. know, right? No. <laughs> I know. Um, so I know you've got your Mario stuff on. You got a whole night of gaming going on. I know. I have stuff. a whole night of gaming going on tonight. <laughs> I bought the Paper Mario. Oh, I say Mario. My boyfriend hates when I say Mario. He's like, it's Mario. It's Mario. I don't know why. It's, the, it's probably the school county, Pennsylvania. Dutch I think your boyfriend's right. Mario. <laughs> Mario. 
Yep, so I, I ordered Paper Mario, uh, the Origami <laughs> King for the Switch. I just bought the Switch, uh, and uh, I ordered that, and I'm like, I played it yesterday pretty much all day, um, and I beat the first level, and I'm like, you know what, I need to play it, to, uh, play it tomorrow again, and I'm like, I, and I had work all day, and <laughs> I was like, I, I just need to play it, so uh, I can't wait to play it. Um, it's, it I'm a big Mario fan, so I'm excited. Um, so yeah, the last question I have for you, do you have any social media accounts, websites, any other projects, anything that you would like to promote to the listening viewing audience so they can come and find Apollo Massacre Academy yourself or anything else that you got going on? Um, so that I, I'm terrible at memorizing like what the handles are and everything else on Instagram. I'm under Mark Cantu 98. Um, if you're looking for Wolf Hollow, it's pretty much Wolf Hollow official movie, um, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. um massacre academy i think is under massacre underscore academy on on instagram um but then just massacre on the uh, massacre academy on uh, facebook mm-hmm. but um like i said we we definitely are pushing the the indiegogo campaign i think we finished that uh end of february if i'm remembering mm-hmm. the date correctly um so if you haven't gone to the indiegogo campaign even if it's just for five dollars ten dollars whatever mm-hmm. the case is definitely help us get the movie made like i said we'll be shooting here in pittsburgh uh yeah june july i think is what we're we're in nice. for and uh hopefully we'll have our premiere pretty soon after that so awesome. fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah. I, I hope that uh i could be a part of this uh film at some point or You're supposed to be on set with us. yeah at some point yeah at some point so we'll, we'll talk yeah. about all that i can't i really can't <laughs> wait um i mean this movie is it's gonna be badass it's really gonna be great um I have faith in you. I have faith in everything you've done. I mean, obviously, if you don't believe Mark's going to get will follow me, then look at Massacre Academy because that got done. So, yeah. I mean, that's proof right there. That's one thing that you could tell a good filmmaker and that they get their stuff done as previous films and projects. And Massacre Academy was... No pressure, Scotty. Success. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no other pressure at all. But, uh, we yeah. Will, we will get this movie done. I guarantee that. We will get this movie yeah. done. By hook or by crook, we will get it done. And I mean, he, he, you met your goal already, I believe, right on uh, Indiegogo. Yeah. Like we, our, our initial goal was 18,000 and we blew through that in less than a week. Um, our stretch goal was 25,000. We blew th- through that mm-hmm. in less than two weeks. So our new stretch goal is now at 35. Um, mm-hmm. And again, even if it takes all the way to the end of the campaign, I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed that we've already hit two major goals with it. And I'm just interested just to, at this point, everything's cake and it's just like, yeah. okay, let's keep pushing, but you know, let's see how far we can push that and, and see, you know, where we end up. So absolutely, but, uh, yeah, everything that people contribute goes right back into the movie. Like I said, so it's, it's absolutely. And that, and that's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, I, I mean, I can't, but I can believe at the same time that you made it in <laughs> such a short amount of time. That's amazing. Like absolutely amazed balls, as I say. Well, and it, to be honest with you, I can't take any of the credit for that because it was a campaign where literally everybody had their input. We had their say from producers who had run other campaigns that were successful. So it was just listening to what worked on other campaigns and what, what felt right and what people asked for and, um, and meeting those, those needs. Um, like I said, and, and again, that comes from surrounding yourself with people that you listen to and not just a bunch of, you know, smoke blowers and things like that. So like I said, Absolutely. So surround yourself with a good crew and a good cast. The rest of it takes care of itself. It really does. It really does. And I mean, I'm, I'm not just grateful to call you, um, you know, a friend or, uh, 
filmmaker, you know, indie filmmaker family, whatever you want to call it. But I'm also, I also do consider you family because um, even though we don't talk like on a daily basis or whatever, like you're always on my mind. I was like, Hey, I want to have more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I, I consider you like a brother. Um, I mean, you, I just, I'm so inspired by you and how much you actually do with, with your films like your everything you do is like you're like king midas everything you touch is like gold (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not quite but i appreciate the sentiment but but not quite i've got some major flaws going on here well who doesn't we're human (laughs) but you you do but i appreciate it of course of course and you do amazing work and i am very very grateful to have you as a friend and part of the indie family like i mean we're all we all stick together we're family and uh i mean Absolutely. like i said I, I had you on this is your second time on and i'll be more than happy to have you on a third time when uh, we'll follow is closer to be releasing so we can promote that as well absolutely and like i said we we, we are more than well we'd love to have you there for the premiere like i said you want to yeah. come and do a live stream or anything like that like i said yeah. you're, you're more than welcome the doors always thank open you. for that so thank you so absolutely much. appreciate it appreciate it all right you have a great rest of your night mark and thank you again so much for joining me Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys on set. Yep. Have a good rest of your night. All right. Bye. Bye.